Today's readings encourage faith in God's promises by envisioning both the joy of God's future presence and the warning of God's future judgment. One of the most important accounts of faith in the Old Testament is Abraham's belief in the promise that God would give him a descendant that would establish his people in the land of promise and be a blessing to the nations. After Abram responds to the Lord's call by leaving his own country, God establishes a covenant with Abram based on faith in the divine promise of blessing. Genesis 15 begins, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me, since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, this man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. At the core of the Abrahamic covenant is the centrality of faith in God's future blessing. God will give Abram a land and a people. They will be fruitful and multiply and become a blessing to the nations. A ruler will come from this family that will bring peace for the nation and lead them to worship and obey the Lord. But at this moment, in this scene, what Abram has is a promise. He is blessed not because of his own moral superiority, but because of the righteousness that is his by faith. This disposition will mark the heart of Israel's relationship with the Lord. Those who find favor with the Lord in Israel are those who by faith trust in God's promises. In Psalm 27, David beautifully expresses this humble disposition. This poem is a wonderful articulation of the promise-shaped view of the world that the covenant enabled the people to have. David begins, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though the war break out against me, even then I will be confident. After this strong statement of God's sovereign goodness in spite of trial and hardship, David furthers his reflection by moving to the heart of personal relationship with God. He says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. For David, being in the presence of the Lord changes everything. Though the day of trouble comes, that sacred relationship cannot be touched. The worship of the believer in times of peace and times of pain is the means by which God's covenant glory is displayed. As the psalm continues, David shifts to a mode of request and calls out to the Lord. David pleads, Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. 
be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, O Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. The psalm ends with a soaring expression of trust in God's provision and sovereignty. David declares, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. What allows the psalmist to persevere is the unshakable confidence and the unshakable reality of God's promise of his presence. Though his view is clouded by distress and suffering, he remains confident that he will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Because of God's character as the sovereign promise-keeping Lord, the psalmist can wait on him and call others to be strong, to take heart, and to wait with hope. In his letter to the Philippians, the Apostle Paul expresses the same disposition in light of the new covenant and the finished work of Jesus Christ. For Paul, the promise of future hope must also shape the rhythm of our present lives. In Philippians 3, he writes, Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. The readings for this week describe the beauty of trusting in the Lord's promises and the very real effect that this faith has for the life of the believer in this world. These texts are from distinct locations in the grand storyline of redemptive history, but they resonate as they speak of the effect of faith and the blessed refuge of being part of the covenant community of believers. These texts remind us that the pain may be real, but the promise is still good. The path may be difficult, but the destination is still secure. The darkness may blind your sight, but the Lord's salvation is still a glorious light. The season of suffering may drag on, but the hope of wholeness is still on the horizon. Praise the Lord for his grace. Mm -hmm.